It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Carol Jean. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. I From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. That's right, I'm R.J. live from Las Vegas. 200 Fox Sports Radio stations across this great nation. It's a Tuesday, but an action-packed Tuesday And it's a special Tuesday. Usually we have the pros who know. But I got to pull back the curtain a little bit and tell you that even though I'm approaching this show straight out of Vegas differently, we're trying to do it from a Vegas perspective. I've always thought Jonas Knox, part of the show, he's one of those classic old school, you could say debunked, you could say outdated, I'm not going to say that, talk radio guys. And I just wonder, do I have that gear? Could I go old school talk radio, mono e mono with Jonas? And I thought today with coaching hires, with potential Browns, who's next, and all of that, this would be the perfect day, Jonas. I'm ready to go. 
way to really get into sports radio and get into the coal mines of sports talk radio, and that's weekend overnights. But <laughs> since since we can't go into weekend overnights here, we can start with a Vegas Vegas lead on a day, RJ, when we've got the playoffs coming up in the NFL this weekend. Still a lot to look at after what happened last weekend in the NFL wild card round of the playoffs. But for the Vegas folks, for you guys in Vegas and you, the voice of Vegas, what is the lead for you today? You know something? I'm deferring to you. This is since this is a special show. It's not really a Vegas show. I'm gonna listen. When I'm there, it's a Vegas show. But I'm gonna let you decide which of the coaching hires do you think is the bigger story. Yeah, I actually think the New York excuse me, the New York Giants who made the decision to hire Joe Judge, the Patriots wide receivers coach, uh, that was announced earlier today, according to several reports. So the Giants have announced that hiring of Joe Judge, and this comes after the Panthers hired Matt Rule of Baylor, a seven-year, $60 million contract for Rule that could be worth up to $70 million there in Carolina. Oh, that's a nice one. Let's start with Judge, New York City style. Now, what I'll say is this. If you want to kind of have a joke about it, you want to kind of giggle, he came out of nowhere. The first Google return for Joe Judge is a baseball player for the Washington Senators from the 20s. (laughs) Now, at one point, I think he did lead the league as first baseman assisting double plays. But still, this is a situation where the pedigree – in the near, you know, recent past, mighty good for Judge uh, with Belichick since 2012 and three years with Saban at Alabama before that. Don't do better than that. But before that, he was like at a Division three school. So think about this. In like 2008, Division three, And I don't know how much you know about these low-level, you know, small school coaches. They, sometimes they're making 25, 30K. Oh, yeah. And I don't know exactly what he was making, but it was a very modest salary 10 years later. And he's the head coach of the Giants. I mean, in a way, it's an amazing story. The, the question is, is he ready? So what's your gut feeling? I actually kind of like it, Um, and I know it's their plan B, but the fact that he's been mentored by Saban and mentored by Belichick, they're not going to just take anybody under their wing. Unless they see somebody who's really driven, somebody that they believe could turn out to to do great things. Belichick's talked about what Bill Parcells did for him when he took him under his wing and showed him sort of the ins and outs of, of certain coaching aspects that maybe people don't realize on the outside. So he's got the support. He's got the experience he's got the mentorship and we've seen coaches like this a la John Harbaugh who was a special teams coach never spent time really as a coordinator but got an opportunity and look what he's done in Baltimore no doubt now Colin Cowherd right here on FSR made the point today that Andy Reid is a mentor that that's his a natural state for him and if you look at the Andy Reid coaching tree what Harbaugh is from then it, it, it's it's very uh, successful. Yes. I think is fair thing. Now Belichick's not so much. Now remember, Vrabel played for him, didn't coach under him. So I don't think you can put him in the Tennessee Titans' success this year in the mix. So what do we got? We got Patricia. Ooh, we got. I know. Listen, a lot of optimism in Miami with four A's, but. I mean, nothing really yet. 
and otherwise not a great, you know, if we go back to Romeo Cornell, not a great uh, man, man, Gene, the genius, Mangino, not great. Would you agree with that? Yeah, no, I, uh, but I, I would think that, you know, taking a more positive approach. So what you're saying is they're due. Like one of these guys. I don't think like that. Okay. I, I, I don't like when I think of a guy that uh, hasn't had a date for, let's say, two years. This Friday night, even money, I'm saying no day. <laughs> yeah, it might, might be a reason for that, too. That's that's how right. I approach it. That's the Vegas style. I know it's not late night talk. But what I'll say is this. I think there's a reason for it that Belichick's tree has not been successful. And to be candid, I don't think it changes here. And here's what I believe the reason to be. Imagine there's a couple of options on how to coach a team. The first is... The Tom Landry, let's go back in time, kind of the CEO coach, the guy that doesn't even wear a headset, let's say. And the reason is he's not thinking about the plays. He's not thinking about coverages. He's thinking about bringing talent together. He's thinking about making sure everyone's working on the right things. They've got the resources they need, the old CEO coach. And we can think today – uh, you know, a guy like Peterson at Philly falls into that, that criteria, whereas it doesn't seem as if he's really involved in a lot of things in the minutia, the detail, but it comes together well. Now, we'll see. A lot of people speculate Frank Reich was such a key part of that Super Bowl. And after he's been gone, hasn't been as good for Philly. Is that luck? You know, just randomness? Is that about Reich being so vital? I don't know. But there's a CEO coach, right? You agree you see those sometimes. Yes, for sure. Now you've got what uh, Sean Payton, I think he falls into this category. I think Andy Reid does, which is a side-of-the-ball guy. A guy that says, I'm an offensive coordinator, and but I want to get paid like a head coach. So give me – and I want the power. Yeah. So give me the job. I'll run the offense. I'll get a good, strong defensive coordinator. And McVay, I think, fit into this exactly right with uh, Wade Phillips. Let him handle the defense. He's like the head coach on that side, and I'll coach the rest. Now, that's been pretty – and I think that Nagy falls in that category. And it feels like to me that – and again, these aren't very – you know, these aren't like black lines. I think – you know, you can say, well, this coach is a little bit more. Th-, but in general, there's these categories. Yeah. And I think a lot of the talented coaches, the young talented coaches seem to fall into the really good coordinators. And in business, we often talk about where a guy becomes a sales manager because he's a great salesman. But it's two different jobs. And usually you lose your best sales manager or I'm sorry, your best salesman to be an, a mediocre sales manager. And oftentimes coordinators are great coordinators are great schematic guys, scheme guys, not great leaders of men. And I think Nagy is still, quite frankly, unde- you know, I think it's undecided how good of a coach he is. I think Agreed. he's a great coordinator. I don't know how good of a head coach he is. Well, I, and I thought the way Nagy handled the loss in the playoffs last year was – I thought it was a disaster. Uh, he made it all about a double-doink kick, and he paid no mind to the fact that they had multiple opportunities to ice the game. Their defense, which was supposedly best in the league, gave up a 60-yard drive at the end of regulation to a backup quarterback. But he had everybody focused on the kicking competition instead of, all right, what are we doing now? And they just never felt right all season. I agree, and I think once they started going – south 
This year, he didn't handle it all that well either, at least from the outside it didn't seem. And then fired a bunch of assistants after the season. And who knows if that's his choice or the you know front office saying you got to do this, right? And yeah. I don't know. What I know is Bill Belichick had four losing years out of five with the Browns. The idea that you can just skip these steps of maturing – uh, I don't know. I, it's a modern idea that all oh, because of computers and all that, these kids got it all figured out. As we look back in hindsight now, five years ago, we would have said, who's the best coaches? It would have been Belichick, Andy Reid, Sean Payton, John Harbaugh, Tomlin. Is that list any different today? No, uh, I, I think that sounds about right. So McVay's the big wild card, right? Because he's, you know, to me, the most successful of the young bucks, but really we're going to see now, aren't we? Cause they've spent a lot of money to try to win in the last two years and they haven't. Now those bills come due for the Rams. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. Now there's one last style. It is the, I'm going to do it all. It's a director. They called it the R tour theory that, Hey, it's Spielberg. He's got to figure it out. You got a problem with the camera. He'll jump over and run the camera. Kubrick was like this. The guys that they owned the making of the film and it was their film. They were the artists that mattered. And I think with Belichick, no doubt. Oh, you got a problem on defense? I'll jump over there. Special teams? I'll jump over there. It's that depth of knowledge that they're the best at everything. They're only one of them, but they, they can put it all together because they have that deep, deep knowledge. I think there's only one Belichick. I know there's only one. And I think what we're seeing is some of his coaching tree, they learned under that approach that the head guy is a genius approach and they're not geniuses. And I don't care about rocket scientists. You might be a good rocket scientist. I'm talking about a football genius. And Patricia, he seems no nonsense. He seems stubborn. He seems to want to be involved in everything. But he doesn't have the pedigree where the players say, yeah, it makes sense he's doing this. And I think we forget that Belichick was, what, 50 years old when he took over for the you know Patriots? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So here we are at 50 having, you know, with Super Bowl rings dangling around his neck, like too many to put on your hands with, you know, the Giants and Parcells. And then he, you know, obviously was with the Pats when... Uh, they went and played against the Packers when Parcells was there. So as pedigreed as you get and already having five years to make his mistakes. And he did with the Browns and it seemed like he learned from them. So as you look at it, Jonas, do you see that perhaps it's the style that these Belichick disciples try to coach without being Belichick that might be the problem. Yeah, I, I think so. Because, I mean, even McDaniels. McDaniels got off to a great start uh, when he took over in Denver, and then it just went, I mean, to complete crap. And and his reputation took a hit. He was not well-liked in the building. Like, I've talked to people that were in Denver that covered the team at the time. They said it was just a disaster. So it's almost like they're coming in there with a Belichick – background but not really any of the credentials to go along with it and and i wonder if that's where the mistakes are made i think so and maybe as they're now moving into the third generation of his disciples his tree maybe they're going to learn from it and maybe flores is and it, it it strikes me 
that Patri- that there is that stubbornness, right? There is that my way or the highway. Yeah. And there's also the sense of, well, if you're going to be that way, you've got to know best about everything. Whereas in business, oftentimes, you know, if you listen to all the A-plus business guys, the guys that run the big companies, they're often talking about, well, I want to hire the guy that's smarter than me at this and let him do his thing and I want to empower him. And the funny thing was, there was probably one coach that he could never find someone smarter than him. Belichick, so he did it differently. It just seems like maybe that is the problem. Yeah. So when I look at Judge, I love the pedigree of Belichick in general, though we've just raised the issue of the super coach thing. I also love Saban. I love that he was in a humble place, you know, where 10 years ago he was in Division, you know, three or whatever it was. And I also like the fact that he was a, full, a quarterback in college but didn't start. So the guys that are super successful, they often struggle as coaches. It's usually those backup quarterbacks that do better, don't you think? Yeah, and I also don't discount this at all because as much as I like the hire because it's different and I'm curious to see if it'll work, I think Dave Gettleman is the type of guy who makes out-of-the-box decisions hoping that it works and he can get all the praise afterwards. Yeah, you got to wonder, though. He he has to know this is his last shot, right? Yeah, Gettleman? but I mean, old habits die hard. I mean, he took – Daniel Jones was very questionable. People didn't understand why he took him where he took him. He got criticized for the Saquon Barkley pick because, as you look now, he's a great player, but Sam Darnold was on the board. Why wouldn't you take your franchise quarterback So, oh, there? wait, whoa, ho, ho, ho. You're saying right now – oh, this is like – this is weekend stuff here. You're saying right now you'd rather have Sam Darnold on your team than Barkley. No, no, no. Right now, what I'm saying at the time – when the decision was made, people looked at Dave Gettleman like, "What? What are you doing? You couldn't." Maybe taken he didn't a like Darnold. I know, but that was that was sort of the Dave Gettleman's very stubborn. He's got an he's got an approach. He wants to do do something a little bit different, and that's been the knock on Gettleman. So at the time of both those draft picks, he was criticized for him. I defended him. I said, "Look, take the best player available. If Barkley's the best player available, you take him." And Daniel Jones played really well at times this season. So I just oh. wonder if Gettleman and still has that in him to where I'm going to make it out of the box higher and I'm going to get all the credit for it if it works. So who would you want right now on your st- on your roster? Uh, Barkley or Darnold? Oh, geez. Um, Barkley. He's had a better career. I oh, Yeah, I mean, yeah. listen, I still make the case that the way Darnold played in his second year, that there's no quarterback that's elite today that played that poorly in his second year. Yeah, he gets a lot of uh, a lot of free passes. Oh way. my gosh! Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it works. <laughs> there must be some kind of slush fund <laughs> in media. All right, so this is what we're gonna do. We've gone over the Joe Judge hire, and I think there's an open question with that too: is did the Giants panic? I can't imagine the Browns were you know all anxious to hire Joe Judge. Maybe. But it was like, you you know, you lose your guy rule and then all of a sudden you've got to make a quick hire to try to win the news cycle, right? It's not about news cycles, right? It's about winning in the playoffs and the Giants haven't done that for a while. I can't predict what ha- is going to happen with Judge, but it felt a little quick to me. It felt a little quick right after rule said no, no, no. So when we come back, we're going to talk about this hire 
I think there's a part of it from the owner's perspective that bodes very, very well for the Carolina Panthers. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will talk about somebody who just made themselves quite a bit of money in the National Football League. Yes, great day to join us. Special one-on-one, Jonas versus R.J. I did find it interesting, Jonas, is sometimes when they promote the show, you know, it's always R.J. Bell, but sometimes Jonas's name gets in there, sometimes it doesn't. And the suits will say, is that important to you? I go, no, no, whatever works. So... You know, I just want you to know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's whatever. I mean, you don't want the show to suffer just to shoehorn your name. In I there, mean, do listen, you? like I'm, I'm just a humble man. Uh, I do my weekends, and uh, I'm just here to help out. All right. Yeah. And it's <laughs> great day to join as we go heads up with Jonas. And you can listen five days a week, FoxSportsRadio.com. Also, 200 FSR stations across the country. Also, iHeartRadio app. Sirius XM, and anytime on podcasts, just search for RJ Bell, not Jonas Knox. Right now <laughs> in the strip, it's 60 degrees and the neon is chugging. So the Carolina Panthers have found their new head coach after parting ways with Ron Rivera during the season, and it is Matt Rule from Baylor. The deal is seven years, $60 million, and it could get upwards to $70 million based on certain incentives. So the Carolina Panthers have found their guy, the former Baylor head coach. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I think what we're going to find out as the hedge fund guys start to enter the next stage of their lives. And these hedge fund guys are a new breed. I mean, there were, you know, quote unquote hedge funds back in the day, but it's really something where a lot of them started up around the early 2000s, the quants where it was quantitative and it's mostly math driven. And these guys make normal business guys look like jokes. I mean, they really, these are brilliant people that are in such a cutthroat business. And that's the thing. It's, it's like the SEC. Colin Cowherd always talks about you got to be great in the SEC or you're going to get destroyed. Thus, you don't have a choice. Am I going to take this seriously? We're going to be about winning. No, you've got to be about winning in the SEC. And it doesn't matter what it takes. That's what it's like in these hedge funds. And to have a guy like the Carolina owner entering into a world of, let's say, old money, quite frankly, and a lot of second, third generation money, uh, it's going to be like a slaughter, I think. I, I have so much optimism about Carolina. And what did we see from this hire that, that is different? Number one, coaches are not on the salary cap. The big lament is the idea of, well, we need a good coach. We need someone to build a program. And we're debating where, well, you know, you can get a coach cheap for $4 million And, oh, if you pay 10 that's a lot. So the range is what, $6 million, Jonas? Does that sound right? Yeah, so it's seven years, $60 million could be upwards to $70 million. And and so this is the top of the range, right? Is what I'm saying is a coach is hired like the the Bengals coach. Uh, 
I'm guessing, I don't know his salary. I'm guessing he's in the three, four million range. Yeah, it's normally not this. Yeah. So what we're saying is if you get the worst coach, you know, like the old Ben Maller on that commercial just now saying, hey, I've hit hard times, pennies on the dollar. <laughs> well, the idea is there is if you're hiring the Bengals coach, you're getting them for four and you hire the best coach, Belichick, let's say you're getting them for 10. So the range is six million, where up the, the high to the low. That is w- how much of the salary cap, right? The salary cap is you know what 150 or I, something. Yeah, it's it's gone up the every year. I would have to look that up just to get specific. So, but but the, what we know for sure is that six million is a little tiny percentage of it. Yes. All right, like less than five percent of it. So now it's like, wait a minute, you can go from the cheapest coach to the best coach, or at least in theory, the highest pay coach. All for six million. It doesn't go off your salary cap. Now, how much money are the Patriots worth more today than they were in 2000? And let's say we subtract out the appreciation that happened to the entire NFL. So let's just say whatever it was across the league, uh, values went up 200%, maybe, I'm guessing. Now, how much do you think the Pats are up? 300%, 400%, much, oh, much yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, how much of that was Belichick? Probably hundreds of millions of dollars worth. Yes, yes. He's never been paid that. You get the right coach, you're never going to pay him enough. So the idea of saying, we're going to pick the guy we want, and we're going to give him the godfather offer, to me is just good, solid thinking when a great coach can change the value of a franchise by billions of dollars over a decade. It just seems like a no-brainer. Does does it make sense to you, Jonas, that you would pay a premium for an elite coach? Yeah, and I like the commitment of it. The the, the terms of the deal, the seven years to go along with it, that's not normal. It, it's why I always liked what Danny Ainge did when he hired Brad Stevens with the Celtics. Immediately gave a guy out of college a six-year deal, letting him know, hey, you're our guy, all right? So you're going to be here for the long term, and we're thus going to build around you. It worked with Danny Ainge. The 49ers did the same thing with Kyle Shanahan, gave him a six-year deal. It's worked with Kyle Shanahan. I like the fact that there's a commitment clearly to Matt Rule, and it's why he took the job and, and didn't even get on a plane to go interview with the Giants. Though the story is he called the Giants and said, here's the offer. Yeah. Do you want to try to beat it? So, he again, I, I guess – it's only good business to make the offer to them, but it's interesting the Giants said no. you got to wonder, is that a sign that they felt like Joe Judge was in the same ballpark? Or is that a sign that no matter what, they're not going to pay a premium for a coach? It might be what you pointed out, the new school versus old school thinking. Dave Gettleman is an old school football guy. He's old school. And then these new school thinkers come in there with the Carolina Panthers, and their approach is just different. And so maybe they didn't feel like they could give him the terms or didn't want to give him the terms because it's not the normal thing to do for a coach. Now, let me ask you this question. I'm R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas with Jonas Knox, face-off style. Let me ask you this. You said you like the six years, the extended offer or the length of it. Yes. How much of that is about that the players are going to respect him because it's like he's here, baby? How much of that is he's unproven at the NFL level, so that's another sign of respect? But how much of it is potentially cueing in to everyone else, this is a rebuild? And if you're thinking about – because I can tell you in business, oftentimes the thing that's going to be best long-term 
is not best short term. And you got to pick one. Which one is your master? Is it short term or is it long term? And if the Carolina ownership says, hey, we're not going to tank, but we're not going to try to put any band-aids on this thing. We're going to rebuild the right way. Oftentimes, that means some really bad a season or two that's really bad. Whereas if you hire or if you uh, pay some free agents, some character problems perhaps, or they're decent on the field, you might win seven games, but you're not really building to anything. Yeah, it's a, it's a clear indicator. It's going to be probably you're probably going to see some rough times over the next couple of years. But I would say this: if you said from the year four, so next year's year one, so year one, two, and three, forget year four to year ten. I think I take Carolina somewhere in the top five or six as uh, if, if we're going to do like Super Bowl wins or what, whatever metric we're going to say, I think you're going to see a lot of winning out of the Panthers. Yeah, it, it feels like that would be – I just want to see who their quarterback's going to be. Because with this move, the Cam Newton I, – I mean, I would assume they're probably moving on from Cam Newton uh, and going in a different direction, but I, I would need to see who their quarterback's going to be. I think Cam Newton is an asset. If you look at his salary this year, it's, it's really reasonable. And my guess is if they do move on from Cam, they'll be able to trade him, is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, which is another, might be a good thing for them if they are, you know, in that deep rebuild. Last thing here, we always like to use Vegas numbers as a guide to how well a, a guy has done. So Matt Rule was at Temple before Baylor, and boy, oh boy, 54%, almost 55 straight up. Okay, 28 and 23. Against the spread at Temple, Matt Rule, 35 winners, 16 losers, 69%. Wowza. Now, this is surprising. At Baylor, straight-up record, below 500, 19-20. ATS record, 21-18, so 54%. I know that it was the really bad and the really good, and the trend line's up. But, but je- he just exceeded expectations a smidge at Baylor. Overall, 62% against the spread. Remember, this isn't just about betting, guys. This is about do you exceed or fall short of expectation. That's what the spread is. And Matt Rule has exceeded expectations in his years in college by over 60%. Last question in the NFL, Jonas, when it comes to coaching – there's one team left. What's your guess on the Browns? Oh, God. Um, Josh McDaniels. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Josh McDaniels. So that means – so the theory is that kind of having the player friend – because McDaniels, as you said earlier, you know, renowned to be tough, uh, his way or the highway, it seems to be the opposite of Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, it's um, he butted heads with a lot of players in Denver, but I also saw a, a a special that they did on his time since being fired from Denver, and he had so much time to reflect and really reevaluated his approach and was honest about I didn't do things the right way. Uh, and when he ever, whenever he did get an opportunity again, if that ever uh, came up, that he was going to handle things the right way. And so if this is the year he decides to leave it feels like the Browns in looking at him 
would just say, okay, let's trust that this guy's learned from his mistakes and then we move forward. Yeah, you got to wonder, though, what else would he say? Yeah. Right? I, I just. And the fact he's doing a special on it means he understands oh, yeah. that's what he needs to do. Yes. Yeah. Right? It's like, I'm not saying it's the same, but it's a more extreme case. But, you know, OJ talking about, you know, how he's made some mistakes breaking up in the past. Yes. I mean, you know, at some point you got to say, okay, but what's the person's nature? Right. And it seems like he's still pretty combustible on the sidelines yeah i just i don't i think it's going to be josh mcdaniels that feels like the biggest name out there but it could end up being salah from the 49ers um there's people that have talked about that as a potential hire Uh, some people have even thrown out jason garrett's name which which I, i don't see happening but if it feels like the biggest name out there is mcdaniels it's interesting garrett actually seems like to me i think the thing you can't forget is this if you're the owner of the Browns Haslam, what is your highest priority? Is it winning or is it you enjoying owning the Browns? I'm certain it's not winning, right? Yeah. If, if somehow he had to go in a cave and not go to any games, you know, some extreme thing where he couldn't be the owner, he couldn't be strutting around, doesn't seem like he'd do that. Well, I mean, just ask yourself this. What do you think he checks first in the morning? Do you think he checks the uh, standings of the AFC North or his bank account? Or I, I think he might check his Twitter mentions yeah, first. Yeah, problem that, <laughs> that too. So, I mean, I, I think that's the thing. When you've got an owner like that who seems to like, you know, how often do you see the Roonies? I mean, uh, as much as I don't love – I'm a Steelers fan. I think the Steelers are imperfect. I think the lack of analytics, the lack of forward thinking – is a problem and it's just going to get worse. But I like, I think Pittsburgh is set up where the ownership group is not getting in the way. And to me, you tell me the team where the ownership group is getting in the way that's successful since Jimmy Johnson got shoved out the door. I'm not sure anything jumps out at me. No, I can't think of any. And the fact we probably said Haslam's name more. I mean, if we rank the ownership groups, On FSR in the last 12 months, how many times it's Jerry Jones at the top and how many times owners are mentioned? I mean, Haslam's got to be in the top five, right? Uh, Yeah, I would say Haslam. um, I would say uh, uh, the Clippers, and I'm forgetting his name right now. I'm blanking on his name. uh, uh, Steve Bomber. um, Oh, oh, you mean in the NBA? Yeah, Yeah, I was talking just NFL. NFL, Yeah, Haslam, for sure. Yeah, and and Kraft's up there because of, you know, whatever was going on down in Florida. But, I mean, what I'm saying is, is in general, Kraft's been in the background, right? And as he's gotten older, I think that's part of the problem. The rumors are the Jimmy G, where he got involved in it. And, and, you know, and if anything, it seems like that caused the biggest riff with within the Patriots than anything in the last 20 years is the one time Kraft seemed to say, hey, let me stick my nose in football. And ultimately, you've got to respect the owner's right to make decisions like that. It's just as a coach, if you're elite, that's not the program you want to be with. We're going to talk about the four. The last word, really, on the weekend games the four and then we're going to look ahead to the four this weekend be sure to catch live editions of straight out of vegas weekdays at 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific juan gabriel juan Gis. selena selena celia cruz azúcar carol g la bichota 
Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we will have best bets, your chance to make a little bit of coin on a Tuesday night. Want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day store pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,600 AutoZone locations. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Yeah, we've got one last break left, so let's take that, and when we come back, I'm going to tell you, if you judge the Patriots' success in the last 10 years, it is almost double any other team. The second-best team, double, will tell you the math of it. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. R.J., the playoffs in the NFL continue this weekend, but it's sort of an unfamiliar feeling to the playoffs because the Patriots are out after losing 2013 to the Titans at Foxborough. Yeah, and this is one where I just think sometimes you keep saying the same thing You know, like I always hear you saying, Brad Pitt is so good looking, right? And you keep saying it and you say it and you say it and it loses its meaning. I can't stop. Exactly. And again, no judgment. But here's what I'll say. (laughs) He is good looking. Come on. Here's the thing, though. The Patriots are so good. They've been so good. It deserved to be quantified. So what I did in pregame.com research, McKenzie headed this up. I had an idea. I said, let's quantify... Let's figure out what it means to succeed in the NFL. And I kept it simple. Simple is best. You make the playoffs, you get a point. For every round you advance, you get a point. So that's it. And if you win the Super Bowl, you get an extra point. So Super Bowl wins five. With the New England did this year, one. They made the playoffs, they got a point, didn't advance. Now, you make the playoffs and get a bye, you get two points because you've advanced around. Doesn't you earn that during the regular season? So it's really that simple. Make the playoffs lose, you get one. Get to the second round, however you do, you get two. Get to the third round, you get three. Get to the Super Bowl and lose, you get four. You win the Super Bowl, you get five. All right, we went 10 years. That's a nice round number. New England has 35 points. I'm going to let you pick two other teams. You haven't seen this list. And I think the odds are your two teams won't have as many points as New England. Okay, so two other teams over the last 10 years that have advanced the most in the playoffs. Yes. Um, All right, I'm going to go the Steelers. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go... By the way, no matter who you pick, you lose. Yeah, I know. Uh, And I'm going to go, oh, geez, uh, the Packers. Okay, the Packers were third. They had 18 points. Steelers were sixth with 14 points. So that adds up to 32. Oh, by the way, New England has 35. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Yeah. Is There's only two teams, if you combine them, that beat them. Seattle is number two with 20 points. Okay. Green Bay has 18. So Green Bay and Seattle, 38. Denver's fourth with 15. So literally, pretty much, except for one coupling, any two teams, no matter how successful, have advanced less in the playoffs than the New England Patriots. And that counts this year, meaning, you know, they got one point this year. This is their bad year. 
Now, as the season progresses, you know, Green Bay advances more. They get some more points, right? But it really is a situation that they are – their performance of the Patriots in the playoffs literally double any other two teams. And to me, I don't think we – I mean, think about Michael Jordan scoring uh, 58 points – on average, and the second best score having 29. Right. I mean, that's what we're talking about here, right? Is one team doing doubly as well as any other team? And by the way, you look at a team like Philadelphia, you think, hey, pretty good run, huh? They have 10 points, 10 versus 35. Uh, I mean, Indianapolis, nine points. All this Andrew Luck talk, blah, blah, blah. Nine advancement points versus 35. It's insane. The Cowboys, six. Six advancement points versus 35. This New England is in another universe, and I just don't, you know, if if there's anything I can do in the national media, it's going to be let's not let that be forgotten how great New England is. By the way, they're not playing this weekend, but we do have Tennessee nine and a half point underdogs at Baltimore. Yeah, it's the uh, Titans, nine and a half uh, point underdogs at Baltimore. And this game coming up on Saturday night, RJ, nine and a half on pregame.com. Is the Baltimore, Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. To me, I think that there's one, and we'll be giving some picks out soon enough here. I do think the following. Baltimore likes to blitz. And I think the way you stop the blitz is run the ball and have a mobile quarterback. So I think we're going to see Tennessee get their points. I also think you're going to see Baltimore get their points. So my gut feeling right now is going to be the over in the game, but we'll get to it. Yeah, and then also uh, we've got on that Saturday the Vikings and the 49ers will match up. And obviously you took a victory lap yesterday calling the Minnesota Vikings plus the 7.5 at New Orleans. They get their overtime win. Now they find themselves seven-point underdogs at San Fran coming up on Saturday. And I certainly enjoyed the victory lap. We were right about it. But here's the thing, and this is why this show, I think – approaches things not just pure Vegas is that you did some reading a couple years ago literally remembered about Cousins remembered about his uh, propensity to be let's say very driven by his schedule to be routine based and we did the research and uncovered one o'clock starts he's as good as anyone non one o'clock starts Cousins as bad as anyone so this game again feels similar but it's not at 1 o'clock Eastern, so I'm looking San Francisco or passing this game myself. Uh, the Odd Couple is next on many of these Fox Sports radio affiliates. We are straight out of Vegas. We will be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio as we continue to look ahead to the NFL Divisional Playoffs coming up this weekend. You can check, it, check us out at Fox Sports Radio and, as always, the iHeartRadio app. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. 
Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.